Are you stuck in default mode? Do you always choose default mode and go right to the things that you know will work and have always worked? These are the questions that I want to talk about today on this week's episode of the Fight for Brilliance podcast. But before we get into the show, be sure to hit follow wherever you're listening to this that you can get these episodes first and let's connect on social media. You can find me using the handle at Keller Thinks across all platforms. Every one of us are already made brilliant. You don't have to create that brilliance and you don't have to wish you had it. It's already in you. But you're going to have to fight to find that brilliance and you're going to have to fight even harder to live out your brilliance. Now let's get ready to have a conversation that will challenge you to rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in every area of your life. Welcome to this week's episode here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast. I am Justin Keller, your host, and if you are joining for the very first time, I especially want to welcome you. This is the show where every week I share either an interview with a guest, share maybe a personal experience of mine, or just a quick short thought to help us rebel against complacency and conformity so we can live, lead, and create more brilliantly. This week, I want to talk about getting out of default mode. And this was spurred on because I'm in the book Originals by Adam Grant. And he wrote in the book early on, the hallmark of originality is rejecting the default and exploring whether a better option exists. Again, the hallmark of originality is rejecting the default and exploring whether a better option exists. You know, if you took inventory of the different areas of your life right now, I wonder how many things there are that you're doing, either because it's just the way you were told to do it, or it's just the way you've always done it, and so you don't change anything. Because although I know we need a level of comfort and consistency in our lives, default mode is different than comfort. It's different than consistency. And default mode is something that I think we either inherit or we just slowly fall into it. And then once we're in default mode, you know, it's the if it's not broke, don't fix it mindset that begins to set in and easily starts to override the indicators that we might be feeling and seeing that we actually need to change things and change our mode of operation and get out of that default mode. To prove the importance of getting out of default mode, Adam Grant used an example of uh, where economist Michael Hausman was leading a project where he was trying to figure out why some customer service agents stayed in their jobs longer than others. And uh, he studied 30,000 employees from different sectors. Initially, he thought that what he would see is that if someone maybe had a history of job hopping, then those are the ones who are going to be most likely to leave jobs sooner. But he actually found out early on that employees who had, let's say, five jobs in the past five years didn't leave any more than those who had stayed at the same job for the last five years. So he, what he kept doing was trying to find out what makes someone stay longer than another. And he comes across a really strange finding and really interesting thing. And it had to do with the type of internet browser that someone was using. And what he found was that employees who were using Firefox or Chrome browsers for the internet, they actually remained at their jobs 15% longer than those who used 
Internet Explorer, or Safari for their browsers. He even found that Firefox and Chrome browser users were 19% less likely to miss work than those who were using Safari and Internet Explorer browsers. And here's what's interesting about this that Adam Grant points out. It's not about the browser itself. And here's why. Internet Explorer and Safari are default browsers for internets. So when you purchase a MacBook computer, it's already loaded with Safari as the default browser. You don't have to do anything. You're ready to browse the internet, shop away, <laughs> go on Amazon and use Safari as your browser. And for Windows, Windows computers, it's the equivalent is uh, Internet Explorer. That's the default browser when you buy a Windows machine. The study showed that customer service agents who just kept the browser the same, which is default mode, actually approached their jobs in that same manner, never finding different solutions to customers' uh, issues, never seeing their jobs as anything different than just a list of rules to follow, and therefore they saw their career and their job as not going anywhere, and so they would leave. But if you were using Chrome or Firefox, what that meant is you actually had to take it upon yourself to manually change the default mode. And it translated to a more creative approach to problem solving and actually an employee who didn't have such a fixed mindset. Because what it was showing was that somebody who would find a way to do the job in the way that they enjoyed and they weren't stuck to just and confined to just the list of rules and the mode of operation that they were told to fit in. And I think we all know that difference between dealing with the fixed default mode customer service agent versus the one who's willing to come up with a solution, regardless of if it lines up perfectly with the playbook that they were given. You know, there's nothing worse than hearing, oh, I'm so sorry, but there's nothing we can do. It's our company policy. Basically, this is our default mode. You know, just think about that frustration you feel when you hear somebody say, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. It's our company policy. You know, you feel stuck. You feel like they don't value you. You feel limited. Now, unlike that immediate frustration that we all can relate to and we feel from dealing with someone with that fixed mindset, that default mode of operation customer service agent, the frustration that we experience from default mode in our personal lives is often not seen or felt immediately. Even if it is a pain that you feel knowing you are limited or you're in a rut doing things the way that they've always been. And even though you feel frustrated, what ends up happening is that frustration quickly gets buried with fear of change and then you're able to justify staying the same. Now, I feel that if we're going to fight for brilliance in our lives, it can't be a life that's lived in default mode. It can't be a life lived doing things the way that we've always been doing them. It can't be a life that says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We have to challenge the comfortable. We have to challenge the status quo and challenge default mode in our lives. Maybe this is in the way that you parent, maybe the way that you show up in a relationship. Uh, maybe it's in the way that you view money. Maybe it's how you view your health and you're showing up in that uh, in your life. There's so many different aspects and areas of our lives that 
that we could look at. And I want us to do that. And that's what I want to challenge you with is take some time this week to look at the different areas in your life and just be honest and identify where are you maybe operating in default mode and now ask yourself, is there maybe a better way? Again, in the words of Adam Grant, the hallmark of originality is rejecting the default and exploring whether a better option exists. I'm going to be right back and I'm going to answer a question that came in from a listener as she asked the question, how do you have a mindset that's able to plan and prepare for failure? I'll be right back. I want to ask you a question. Do you have an idea that you would love to see become a reality? But you're just sitting on it. Maybe you've been sitting on it for a long time because there's something getting in the way that's keeping you from taking action toward it. Maybe it's fear of failure. Maybe it's not enough money. Or maybe you don't feel like you have the knowledge to turn that idea into a reality. Whatever it is that's holding you back, I want to help you overcome that because I believe that Behind a great idea is the opportunity for meaningful impact that could impact the lives of so many others and impact your life along the way. And you know, I've spent two decades now creating and launching my own ideas, some very crazy ideas that did not work out, and then launching ideas for clients. And there is a framework for this. There is a system to help overcome even the biggest hurdles that you think you're facing. And so I want to ask to be in your corner and help you turn your ideas into action. So if you want to see the framework that I use and how I take action toward even the most audacious ideas, then just text the word IDEA to the number 844-439-1484. Again, text the word IDEA to the number 844-439-1484. I want to close out this week's episode by taking a chance here to answer a question that came in from a listener. And by the way, if you have thoughts and questions that you want to ask me at all regards to any episode that you're listening to, just send me a direct message just like they did on Instagram ask the question, and I'll often incorporate it into the show. Now, this question came in and said, Good morning. I was listening to your podcast, the one about planning to fail. While it all makes sense to me, do you have any insights on how to help change the mindset to plan and prepare for failure? I know this is one of my struggles in life when things don't go as planned or as I desire. And here's what I would say. My advice on building a mindset that is comfortable planning for failure. Again, this is a, from a quote that I read from episode 130 where James Clear said, never expect to fail, but always plan for it. And what I would say, I guess, as far as how do you develop a mindset that is able to plan to fail, I think about it like this. You have to create a callus and toughen the skin. What do I mean by that? Well, One of the first trips when I took my son camping, I was chopping some wood with an axe and then he wanted to try as well. And so I have a a little one for him and let him try to chop some branches. And as he was doing it, he started to complain about his hand. He was starting to get a blister. And 
I took my hand and I said, son, look at my hand and feel right here. And I showed him the calluses that had been formed on my hands. And I said, it used to hurt me too. And then eventually as I kept doing it, my hands got tougher. And now there's a, a callus that keeps it from hurting as I'm doing this hard work. And I, I think about having a mindset that's comfortable planning to failure like that because we have to learn what it feels like to not always step toward things that are a guarantee. And we have to condition ourselves to not have things go as planned. And so that means we have to do things on purpose knowing that this might not work out. And most of us are going to choose what we know is guaranteed. We want to choose the sure thing. But I think you have to practice learning to fail. You have to feel what that is like. And also then you get the chance to feel what it's like to recover. Just like my hand knows what it's like to be in pain. It also knows what it's like when it feels better. And you don't know that you can actually recover until you've given yourself a chance to maybe fail and see that even though it didn't work out as planned, you still survived. And I think that's part of the problem is we have this all or nothing mindset that if it doesn't work out, if this relationship, this job, this idea, if it doesn't work out, we lose it all. And many people have almost lost it all and still been able to recover. And so when it doesn't work out, you have to just be able to ask yourself, what can I do now? Because almost always there's going to be something that you can still do and you just have to get over the fact that it didn't work out like you wanted to at first and that doesn't mean that one the way you thought it needed to go was the right thing and two it doesn't mean that you can't recover and survive you just have to learn what it feels like to fail and you have to build the confidence to know that you will survive and you will be able to overcome this and find another way and that's just practice. I hope that helps. And again, if you want to send in any questions, just feel free to do that uh, using Instagram. Just send me a question through a direct message and I'll incorporate it as part of the show. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. I look forward to hearing from you, staying connected beyond the show. Again, you can find me on Instagram using the handle at Keller Thinks. And if you haven't subscribed, be sure to subscribe and follow the show as well as leaving a rating and review. That would mean a lot. And then share this with two or three people. If you heard something in this episode you think might help them, send them a direct link or screenshot this and share it across social media. And I am just grateful for this community of people that are choosing to fight for brilliance in every area of our lives. Now, until next week, I'm going to leave you with your weekly reminder that you, yes, you, you are brilliant.